Susan T. Foe's work delves into the critical interpretation of Genesis 3.16 within the context of contemporary feminism and its implications for the Church. This biblical passage, which emerges in the aftermath of the fall, addresses the judgment passed upon the woman, specifically focusing on two primary aspects of her life, childbearing and her relationship with her husband. Foe's analysis centers on the latter, examining the phrase, Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. This verse has historically been pivotal in shaping Christian doctrines regarding gender roles. Foe's re-examination of Genesis 3.16 is particularly significant in the modern context, where feminist perspectives are challenging traditional interpretations of Scripture. Her work is a part of a broader movement within the Church to reassess long-held views on the roles and positions of women, both in religious texts and in Church life. Foe approaches this Scripture with an eye toward understanding its original intent and how it has been interpreted over time especially in light of the evolving discourse on gender equality. She seeks to unpack the complexities of the verse, considering how the dynamics of desire and rule expressed in it have been understood in historical and contemporary interpretations. This includes exploring how this passage has been used to justify certain patriarchal structures within the Church and in Christian marriages. Her analysis is crucial for those within the Church, grappling with the intersections of faith, scripture, and modern gender issues. By providing a nuanced understanding of Genesis 3.16, Foe contributes to ongoing discussions about how these ancient texts can be relevant and appropriately applied in today's context, particularly in terms of understanding and redefining the roles and status of women in Christian communities. Through her work, Foe invites a reconsideration of traditional interpretations, encouraging a dialogue that respects both the integrity of the scriptures and the contemporary perspectives on gender equality and feminism. Also, Foe's analysis of Genesis 3, 16b delves into the complexities surrounding the translation and interpretation of the Hebrew word tshvak, teshuka, often translated as desire. This verse is pivotal in biblical exegesis, particularly in understanding the dynamics of post-fall relationships between men and women. Foe examines three principal interpretations of this term. 1. Sexual Desire Interpretation This viewpoint interprets Tishvak as sexual desire, suggesting a strong, almost irresistible attraction of the woman towards her husband. This interpretation posits that despite the pain and difficulties associated with childbearing, a consequence of the fall, the woman's desire for marital intimacy remains undiminished. It links the woman's desire for sexual union with the subsequent pain of childbirth, as outlined in the preceding verse. This view aligns with traditional readings that see a direct connection between the woman's desire and the process of conception and childbearing. 2. Psychological Dependence Interpretation This perspective broadens the scope of Tishkake beyond mere sexual longing, framing it as an encompassing psychological dependence on the man. This interpretation describes the woman's desire as a profound, almost pathological need for the man's presence protection, and support. It sees this desire as a form of punishment, suggesting an unhealthy and overpowering craving that renders the woman emotionally dependent on her husband. 3. Subservience Interpretation Rooted in Calvinist thought, this interpretation emphasizes that the woman's desires become entirely subservient to those of her husband as a result of the fall. 
It suggests that the woman has lost her autonomy, with her desires and will being wholly subject to her husband's. This view posits that the woman's subservience is a direct consequence of the divine judgment passed in Genesis 3.16. In all three interpretations, despite their differences, there is a consensus that the woman's desire leads to the man's dominance over her. This notion is interpreted as a key aspect of the altered relationship dynamics between men and women post-fall, indicating a shift in power and autonomy as a consequence of sin. Foe's analysis illuminates the varying ways in which biblical scholars have approached and understood this complex and nuanced verse. Moreover, Foe's analysis of Genesis 3.16 in the context of the woman's desire offers a nuanced critique of traditional interpretations. She begins by examining the etymology of the Hebrew word tshuka, often translated as desire. Foe cautions against a simplistic alignment of this term with the Arabic root saka, which suggests sexual desire. Instead, she proposes that a more accurate parallel would be the Arabic saka, meaning to urge or impel. This interpretation aligns better with the context of Genesis and her argument that the woman's desire in this passage is not primarily sexual. Foe then addresses the nature of the husband's rule over the wife. Contrary to interpretations that view this rule as a consequence of the fall, she contends that it is part of the original creation order. Foe suggests that the man's headship was always intended, and that the fall did not introduce subordination but rather altered its nature. Before the fall, the man's rule was gentle and benevolent, but post-fall it becomes potentially tyrannous. This shift in the nature of rule reflects a broader change in the relationship dynamics caused by sin. Furthermore, Foe critically examines interpretations that posit the woman's desire in Genesis 3.16 as indicative of a willing subordination to her husband. She debates that such a view is inconsistent with the text's portrayal of the fall as a punishment and clashes with New Testament teachings on marital relationships. In her view, interpreting the woman's desire as a form of willing submission undermines the notion of the post-fall dynamics as punitive. Overall, Foe's interpretation invites a reevaluation of traditional readings of Genesis 3.16. She challenges the idea that the woman's desire is purely sexual or that the husband's rule is a direct result of sin. Instead, she presents a more complex picture where the fall alters but does not originate the dynamics of male-female relationships, with the woman's desire reflecting deeper themes of authority, submission, and the consequences of human disobedience. In addition, Foe disputes that traditional interpretations of these verses, particularly in their English translations, miss the nuanced meaning of the Hebrew text, Foe's central thesis is that the term desire in these contexts signifies a struggle for control or dominance rather than a harmonious or benign longing. In Genesis 3, 16b, the verse describes a woman's desire for her husband and his rule over her. Foe juxtaposes this with Genesis 4, 7b, where sin seeks to dominate Cain. She accentuates that while the Hebrew structure is similar in both verses, English translations often vary leading to different interpretations. She suggests that a closer examination of the Hebrew text provides a more accurate understanding. Foe interprets the desire in Genesis 4, 7 as sin's attempt to enslave Cain, with God advising Cain to resist and master it. She then extends this interpretation to Genesis 3:16, proposing that the woman's desire for her husband is analogous, 
a desire to possess or control him, challenging his leadership and authority. Further, Foe critiques E.J. Young's interpretations, who recognizes the linguistic similarity but fails to explore its full implications. Young suggests two meanings for the woman's desire in Genesis 3.16, either subjection to her husband or a yearning for him. Foe, however, views this desire as akin to a control or domination impulse, disrupting the pre-fall harmonious order. In sum, Foe argues that the post-fall world is marked by a departure from the original rule of love established in paradise, leading instead to a conflict-ridden dynamic characterized by struggle, tyranny, and domination. This interpretation challenges conventional readings and posits that the desire mentioned in Genesis 3.16 is a source of marital conflict, representing a fundamental shift in the relationship dynamics due to the fall. Last but not least, Foe's interpretation of Genesis 3.16b offers a thought-provoking perspective on the dynamics of marital relationships post-fall. Contrary to traditional interpretations that view the woman's desire for her husband as a sign of increased submissiveness, Foe suggests this desire represents a contention for leadership, marking a departure from God's original design for marital harmony. This struggle is not just a consequence of sin but also a form of punishment, reflecting a distorted dynamic in the relationship between man and woman. Foe bases her interpretation on four primary arguments. One. Contextual consistency. Foe asserts the importance of interpreting Genesis 3, 16b within the broader context of the fall. She posits that sin has complicated the relationship between man and woman, leading to discord rather than cooperation. The woman's desire is seen not as a longing for her husband, but a challenge to his leadership. This interpretation aligns with the overall theme of Genesis 3, where the harmony of God's creation is disrupted by sin. 2. Old Testament Usage and Etymology Foe contends that her interpretation is consistent with the usage and etymology of the Hebrew term used in Genesis 3, 16b, offering a coherent understanding across the Old Testament. 3. Parallel with Genesis 4, 7b, she draws a parallel to Genesis 4, 7b, where sin's desire is clearly about mastery or enslavement. In this light, the woman's desire in Genesis 3, 16b is seen in terms of power struggle, similar to sin's desire to dominate Cain. 4. Marital Dynamics Post-Genesis 3, 16b Foe suggests that the ongoing struggle for leadership in marriages is a testament to the changed dynamics post-fall. This view is supported by New Testament teachings that call for wives to submit to their husbands indicating a need to address the contention introduced in Genesis 3, 16b. In essence, Foe's interpretation challenges the conventional view, presenting the woman's desire as a symbol of rebellion and contention, fundamentally altering the nature of marital relationships as originally intended by God. This perspective not only provides a fresh lens to view Genesis 3, 16b, but also influences the understanding of gender roles and relationships in a religious context. In conclusion, Foe's insightful analysis of Genesis 3.16 offers a fresh perspective on the biblical text, particularly in its implications for gender roles and relationships within the context of contemporary feminism and church teachings. Foe's focus is on the latter part of the verse, which addresses the dynamics between a woman and her husband following the fall specifically examining the phrase, 
yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Besides, Foe explores three principal interpretations of the Hebrew word shvach, teshuka, translated as desire. These include the sexual desire interpretation, which views it as a strong attraction towards the husband, the psychological dependence interpretation, framing it as an encompassing need for the man's presence and support, and the subservience interpretation, suggesting the woman's desires and will become entirely subservient to her husband. Each interpretation implies a post-fall shift in power dynamics, with the woman's desire leading to the man's dominance. Additionally, she challenges traditional translations of chuka, debating against its simplistic alignment with sexual desire. Foe proposes a more nuanced understanding, suggesting the term indicates a struggle for control or dominance. This view is further substantiated by drawing parallels with Genesis 4, 7b, where a similar desire is described in the context of sin seeking to dominate Cain. Foe disputes that the woman's desire for her husband in Genesis 3.16 represents a similar struggle, disrupting the pre-fall harmonious order. Also, Foe's interpretation challenges conventional readings, suggesting that the woman's desire is not purely sexual, and the husband's rule is a consequence of, but not originated by, sin. This perspective not only provides a fresh lens to view Genesis 3.16, but also influences the understanding of gender roles and relationships in a religious context. Her work invites a reevaluation of traditional interpretations, presenting the post-fall dynamics between man and woman as a complex interplay of authority, submission, and human disobedience's consequences.